ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience, a special Thursday edition for you. What's going on with you? Your old pal Joe here checking in with you, as I said, on a motherfucking Thursday, everybody. Got my very good friend Monty Mitchell joining the podcast in just a moment, but real quick, before we get that started, just wanted to get some shit out of the way, let you know what I got coming up. I'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina this January 27th and 28th with my good buddy Aaron Weber will be a good night's comedy club. Also, the big reason I'm doing this is because I wanted to let you all know if you're in Nashville, uh, we had some dates switched around. I'm going to be at Sonny's Patio Pub and Refuge now on February 9th. So it's still a Thursday, but we're doing it the week before. I'll be headlining that. Make sure you come out. I'll also be in Omaha, Nebraska, the 10th and 11th of February with my good buddy Aaron Weber and then in Flint, Michigan, uh, February 25th at Timothy's Pub. Go to joekellycomedy.com for all the upcoming dates. Now that that's all out of the way, let's get into the podcast. My good friend, Monty Mitchell, you guys remember him, you know him, you love him. He's been on the podcast a few times. We used to do the stink hole hour together uh, but that is no more just because it's a lot of work. But either way, Monty came by, we chatted, we had a lot of fun. Do yourself a favor. Enjoy Monty Mitchell on Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. Have fun with this one, guys. It is a long one. I appreciate you being here. Hope your week's going great. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you bad motherfuckers on Monday, all right? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience, joined once again by fan favorite and my very good friend, Monty Mitchell, ladies and gentlemen. Monty, how have you been? I've been good. How about you, buddy? I've been doing well, my friend. Been doing well. Been moving all that sorts of shit. Good to have you. Good to have you back on the podcast. People have been asking about you, wondering where the hell you've been. So <laughs> we got your back. I haven't talked to you in a minute. How was your Christmas, Monty? My Christmas was good. Did you get uh did you get all the snow that they were talking about? No, of course not. That was the last time I talked to you. I was driving back yeah. up from Detroit and you were talking about, oh, they said between a foot and two feet or whatever it was. Dude, it didn't fuck we got fucking it got cold for a couple of days, but that was it. Wow. How long did you stay? In Michigan? Yeah, I was up there till probably I was there. I got there like the 17th and I think I got back here the 28th. And then I had a show in Atlanta on New Year's Eve with Dulce Salone. So I had to get back and get down there for that. But that was it. But you know how the fucking weather people are. They just stir a bunch of shit up because they got nothing going on. But wouldn't you like that job? I meant that you can do <laughs> <laughs> the time just wrong about everything and no one ever gets mad really no no they forget <laughs> that you even said that you know but you can be wrong 50 percent of the time and nothing happens like 90 percent of the time yeah anytime they say something is going to happen it never it never seems to and also the thing i was talking to my dad about this just that every Every storm has a name now, even if it's not like, not even like hurricanes or tornadoes anymore. It was just supposed to snow in Michigan, like it usually does in the winter. And like, oh, it's winter storm Isaac or whatever it is, you know? Right. And what? yeah, they'll name, even, even the tropical storms, they name all of them before they even become a hurricane. And so we run out of names 
like last year, last, last two years, we've run out of names and we have to go into the Greek alphabet because they've run out of regular names. And it's like, just stop naming every depression that happens, <laughs> every cumulus cr- cloud that pops up. You got to name it. It's like naming every one of your sperms that come out of your dick. You know, not all of them going to be a baby. You don't have to name them all. Right? <laughs> and there's like Michael and James and David and Sarah and Brittany. And you don't have to name all of them. Only one of them is going to be a baby. Right? Well, if you're naming your loads, you'd you'd be repeating names with each load you blasted. You know what I mean? It'd be like, this is Monty the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. And then here's Joe one through nine. Yeah. It's yeah. Calm down. I don't, I think, I think it's just a way to just to give people riled up and something to do. You know what I mean? Cause like, what is the difference between a tropical storm and a hurricane? What is a tropical storm? Do you know weatherman Monty? Uh, I think it's just not circulating yet. It's like, uh, maybe it's a thunderstorm and a tornado. You know, just smaller down downsize. I think it's just it's just it's absolutely insane. And then everyone freaks out. I think everyone's in a real panicky place as it is anyway, ever since like the yeah. COVID shit and everything. So they go, Oh, a massive storm's coming. Cause I was in Michigan. It's always snowed in Michigan. There's always been winter storms ever since I was a child growing up. And uh I was making some jambalaya for my family. So I went by the grocery store and everyone's just freaking out in there too. It's like, what the fuck has become of people that just I can see that down here, you know, they call for snow and everybody panics, but up there I'm like, I figured y'all were like, yeah, you yeah. Did. it's, I mean, I feel like it used to be like that. Cause down here in Tennessee, it's like, there's, you guys don't even have, we don't even have snow plows down here. There's like oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there, there's four for the whole <laughs> metropolitan area of Nashville. For seven million people, we've got four snowplows. So, you know, there's just, it's it's not, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we're not equipped for it, but it doesn't happen enough, really. But did you see, they, they call for snow Friday. Yep. They close schools. Yep. Just like, it might snow. Yeah. And they close schools. Yeah it's y'all still go to school in Michigan if it snowed well, uh we did yeah I don't know if it'd be I honestly don't know if it'd be the same now because everyone because that's even when I was talking to you driving up from Detroit I was supposed to do some shows down there and they preemptively canceled the shows because of the snow and then you said something like does it aren't you all used to it or something like that the fact that we were canceling the shows because of the thought of snow seemed outrageous to you and it's like yeah. you know so i don't know i think everyone's just real panicky now i really have no idea it's just everybody's gotten soft yeah you know? yeah and we wanted we want to take care of the problem before it even fucking happens now and the weather will the weather will change people's daily existence which is a scary thing to really think about you know it probably change it, it people will might change their plans four times a day, depending on what the weather might do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Is it, is it going to storm? I don't know. Do uh-huh. we plan this? Maybe, but 
after two o'clock it's whenever they say the storms are coming in now we got to cancel that picnic i don't know <laughs> that, that christmas picnic we've been planning on all year <laughs> Going out to the park, <laughs> man. It got like negative five here during that week, so I can't imagine what it got to up there. It it didn't. It really didn't get that cold. Uh, it might have dropped down to the teens or something like that. But uh, the roads, it did get cold enough to where uh, the roads got icy just because like the water froze over or whatever. But it wasn't maybe three inches of snow at the most, maybe three inches of snow. And no one gets satisfied off three inches. You know that. No, we (laughs) we didn't even get like a lot of snow either. Did we? It was just super cold. Uh, It was ice. We had that. uh, What did they call it? Frozen. Flash freeze. Flash freeze. That's right. So you could have threw some peas out in the yard. Ah. and, And they would have been flash frozen put a bird's eye label on it and send it to the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) Give them to Dana White's wife. Yeah. Let them put her, put them on her face. (laughs) Dana White. Yeah. He beat beat his wife. You didn't see that? Oh man. They got into a little slapping conference. She slapped him. He slapped her back. It was New Year's Eve. People, you know, you know how people are on New Year's Eve. Things get a little wild. People slap each other. You know what I mean? And now it's a now she's it's a big deal. She like somebody videoed it. Yeah, they videoed it. Yeah, it's on video. It really was. I mean, who videoed it? Ah, just some fucking jack off. I'm sure on a cell phone party yeah they were just up on a party and i'm sure they i'm sure what happened was is they were probably arguing someone was like oh i better pull out my phone and get these two arguing she slaps him he hits her back probably i mean honestly didn't look i'm this is gonna sound bad but it didn't look like he hit her as hard as she hit him and then they went off and talked it out or whatever it was you know what i mean but that was the big yeah so it wasn't even her she didn't like make a big deal out of it. Somebody else did. I haven't seen it. No, of course not. It's all Twitter and shit. It's everybody else. You know what I mean? But Dana White just don't give a fuck. He went out and did a press conference afterwards. And he's like, yeah, fucked up. This is going to be stick around with me for the rest of my life now. Now I'm always going to be remembered as somebody who slapped his wife and this, that, and the other. And, you know, yeah. I, I, it, it, whatever. It's, yeah, not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. I don't think. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but I mean, it, if you're going to live together, you know, stuff happens. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Maybe, maybe you don't slap her in the face. Maybe you give her an elbow to the ribs. Yeah. Yeah. Sleeping, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it works? Hit her in the soft tissue. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she says I she says I hit her in her in her sleep. Oh, dude, I've kicked the fuck out of some ladies in my sleep. Uh, some of my ex girlfriends. Yeah, not on uh, purpose, but you know, right? Wink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you know what I did today? What'd you nah, do today, Monty? I don't think I've done it. I don't think I've done it since I worked at the factory. Anyways. 20 years, I bought 
a Powerball ticket. Oh. Yeah. Just one number. Just one. I bought it for tonight's drawing. I thought somebody won it this past week. I, did. I didn't know that. Ah. Uh, mega millions. I didn't know there was a difference. There is, apparently. Somebody did win the billion dollars. It's like $1.35 billion, something like that. Yeah, somebody in Maine. And uh, hopefully it's some lobster hunter. I played the wrong one. So that was Mega Millions. I put Powerball. Still $400 million. Yeah, either way. And I'm sure you didn't win. Yeah, I bought. Yeah, you. And and I didn't even pick the numbers. I let them pick it. So the chances of that number coming up randomly twice, you know. See, whenever it was like two billion or whatever it was back in November or October, I was on the road with Weber somewhere, and he's like, "We should just get a couple of tickets." And I asked him if we could pick our own numbers, and he said no. But now, now maybe there's. Can you pick your number? Can you pick your own numbers on the Powerball? Maybe. Can you pick your own numbers on the Powerball? You can pick your own numbers on the Powerball. That motherfucker. But you can on the Mega Millions. I thought you could pick your own numbers on both, but Weber said no. And I was like, I just listened to him because I've never played the lotto like that before. But now I feel like maybe, I feel like I would have picked the right ones now. <laughs> you, you got so ripped off, dude. I think so. <laughs> you should be in the homes right now sitting on your fat wad of $1.3 billion. I mean, even if, even after taxes, even if it's 400 million, it's still. I think you'll be all right. Would you still work on the bus if you, even if you won the 400 million, you still wouldn't work on the bus? What would yeah. you, what would you do? Nothing. I would, I would sit on the island, on an island all day long. What would you do? I, I feel like I would just continue. I definitely would keep doing my work for a while, just like my normal day-to-day sort of thing. I'd get a nicer watch. I'd pay off my car. I would, uh, those are like the only two things that I could really think of. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd change. I'd you get got $400 million. I might, I'd buy a house somewhere. I know that. Nothing big, nothing fancy. Maybe a three-bedroom house. You can pick your number on both. You can. Well, I'm yeah. a, I'm gonna have to have a word with uh, Weber now. I feel like he. Yeah, maybe, I feel, maybe, I feel, maybe he just no. Nah, he just talks like he knows everything. <laughs> like, I graduated from Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So pretty much. <laughs> I don't think you're being being honest with yourself, Joe. No, I am. You have $400 million. You're going to go, you're going to buy a speedball, probably. No. Going to do a little little cocaine heroin. Not at all, Monty. Monty, I'm doing, I'm doing, I haven't. You got to do a charity. You have to do a charity. Well, that way you get the money back. Well, you got to, you got to look good to the public, Mm -mm. you know. You do like wounded warriors. You got to do something for the soldiers. I'd bail Andrew Tate out of prison. You know what I would do? I'm gonna I'm gonna buy enough. I'm gonna donate enough to the that animal, that that dog rescue thing. The Humane so that Society. 
well, whatever the one that advertises on TV. Ah. Just, <laughs> I want to give them enough that they don't have to, and that with a stipulation, you do not air any of these commercials for the next 10 years. No more commercials that mess up all my movie watching. If that, if that, if that dog commercial comes on TV, I'm turning it. I don't care how into the movie I am. I'm turning it. I can't handle it. And then you got to give uh, to St. Jude, you know, you got to help the ball-headed babies. How much money do you think they get a year that I don't know, they're advertising that you're like going to have to make sure you're going to have to pay them enough so they don't advertise anymore? There's no way. They take all your money. Ball-headed babies, but the dogs. You're fine with the you're fine with the sick kids, but you can't handle a sick dog. I want to give to the sick kids, but they can advertise. I just don't want to see the dogs. I, oh, I that sounds worse. That sounds worse. It does, but I bet I bet they get, I bet they get quite a a lot of money every single year. I bet they get quite a bit oh, of money. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. People seem to have more sympathy for animals than they do humans. Yeah, because because I mean, like if you're more likely to pick up a dog on the side of the street with its ribs showing and stuff than a person. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm picking up a person because the person's gonna want too much. You're gonna feed the dog, and they're gonna go, "Hey, that's great." You're gonna feed the person, and then they're gonna go, "By the way, can I have a dollar?" Yeah, and that's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, or they're gonna steal trophies out of your. Living room. That's you know, that, that too. Dog ain't gonna feel nothing. <laughs> I saw a video today of a guy trying heart. to say what? A dog will steal your heart. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. another thing I would have to do is build like a big warehouse in the back so that all the dogs that she comes across on the street, she can bring them home and have a place. It's like every day. She's like, Oh, I wanna bring this dog home. And I'm like, No, we can't. We got, we got two and we just take care of those. That's all we can do, right? You just take care of what you got. But she wants to rescue everything. Every dog on the street. You just got, you can't. They'll, you got to take care of your own. Yeah. And, and they'll, told her, you, they'll be you cannot, fine. You can't, you're going to, these are going to, the ones that we have will lose out on love. Because if you got five dogs out here, you can't love five dogs. Like you can too. You can't. Exactly. Because <laughs> you're you're a you're a heartless bastard. No, there's you there's not enough for you to spread the attention evenly to five that you can give to two. You can give you can love you can love the shit out of two really good, but five, some you know, you can't you just can't love five as good as you can two. That's like people that have eight kids and stuff, you know. You can't love them all really good. They just get half-assed love, and you're going to have a favorite. Well, isn't that what their siblings are for at some point? I raised you and loved you. Now you do the same for your brothers and your sisters. Maybe. I guess those big families, it is like that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. They kind of take care of the first two. Yeah. The first two have to take care of the rest of them. Especially when they got like 14 and 15-year-olds and then a fucking three-year-old. You know what I mean? Yeah. They got that big-ass gap in between. 
Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It still goes back. You take care of the first two because that's all you can do. And then the first two have to take care of the rest. I think you're only good to love two things a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Anything more than that, if you got three kids, somebody's getting shafted. It's always the middle kid. Somebody's getting shafted. So do you think you should put a limit on how many children people can adopt? Because, like, doesn't didn't Madonna or uh, who was Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, didn't they adopt a whole, vil- yeah, like, a whole village pretty much? <laughs> yeah. But look at that. Those kids hit the lottery, right? So, I mean, that's okay. A rich they married they got yeah, adopted by a rich anyway. yeah a rich family yeah you know? yeah and they got other people to take care of you anyway like yeah just let them adopt as many as they can but you know uh these people that do foster families you know like for a living they get paid to take in foster kids yeah they don't shit they don't give a shit yeah a lot of those a lot of those seem pretty rough yeah and also it's like, it's not, it isn't foster care pretty temporary. Isn't it like a year or two or something like that until somebody comes well, by and picks up the kid? I know my, my sister adopted, she adopted, she adopted two kids. And. They used to foster and she was good. She was good at it, but she's fostered a, a quite a few kids, but there were two sisters. Remember the sisters from. Miami, she wanted to adopt them, but then some strange family came out of nowhere and took them away. She wanted those, but she has uh, <laughs> two kids right now, and she those were both foster, and you know it's just one of those that she fell in love with. But she's had a few come. She did good at it. Does she have her own kids? Mm-mm. Ah, okay, there it is. Oh yeah. 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 That makes sense then. The state of Tennessee. Can you hear her? Mm -hmm. The law. And now you can foster until they're 21. Foster until they're 21. Okay. That's fair. I think I was on my dad's insurance until I was 25. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. So what happens at 21? They just don't have parents again. Man. <laughs> Who's your emergency contact? I don't know. <laughs> I'm 321. I don't have any. <laughs> At 18, that was like causing a lot of problems, apparently. So they changed the dates to 21 years old so that they can stay. Couldn't you just adopt them at, at some point, too? Why would you foster until they're 21? And not adopt at that point. Oh. Okay. Do you understand? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we we get it. They don't get the money anymore. Ah, okay. So they don't get money from the state to take care of the children anymore. Right. Okay. Man, I would give up my kid for adoption and foster them just to get the state money. Dude, what a great idea. It don't work like that. Why doesn't it? 
Because you're going to be considered a blood relative. Well, blood. how about I take care of your kids? You take care of well. You'll be the foster parents of my kids. I'll be the foster parents of yeah. yours, and they'll just yeah. they'll just stay the they'll night. Yeah. Somebody has to have done that before. There's there's got to be someone oh. just collecting foster money so, for for their own kids. They will. So say a woman has a baby and is born addicted to drugs. Crack okay. baby. Crack baby. So then they'll reach out to a family. Like Greta Thunberg. <laughs> she a crack baby? Well, somebody said she might have a fetal alcohol syndrome. <laughs> what, just because she's ugly? <laughs> <laughs> I think that has a lot to do. No, they, someone did a a like a face comparison to all the the uh, like the checklist of what it is that that people with fetal alcohol syndrome tend to have, and she ticks like every single box. <laughs> oh, it's awesome! Oh, that's so funny. Ah, so anyways, back to, I'm going to be, I'll be, I'm definitely, I, I give to charity. Oh yeah. So I, make, so I make Jesus happy and then you can go and just spend, you know, going to buy a boat, uh, going to buy a fast car. Um, I'm going to, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'll figure out something. Uh, I'll, I'll. I'll develop a plan to take over the world. No. You don't want that. No. That's a lot of pressure. I'd invest. I'd invest money. I'd also would do it. I would not let my name. It'd be an anonymous thing. I would not let the, let the press leak my name as the lotto no. winner or whatever it is. Is Tennessee anonymous on the lottery? Because some of them you have to. Some states they make you tell your name to everybody. And, yeah. Yeah. Really? Well, it shows that, and and their argument is is that it shows that real people are winning. Oh. So they make you. They do the photo with the giant chick, and they and they have to tell your you have to tell your name. Like a sex offender. Then, well. And so they winners cannot remain, remain anonymous. Hi, I'm Joe. I won the lottery. I just wanted to let you guys know, knocking on everyone's fucking door. I've seen people do is like show up with a paper bag over their head where they had to tell their, you still got their name. Yeah. But they would show up with a bag and take a picture with the bag over their face. So, I mean, that's, that's an idea. Yeah. They still got your name. Uh, Hey, kitty. Mask. Yeah. But at that, so, that's I mean, just pointless at that point. If everyone knows your, name, know your name. Yeah. Ah. But I don't know that you have to use your legal name. Your legal name? You can only, you have to, winners must publicly disclose first name and first initial. First name and first initial. So Joe K. So you could be Joe the Booty Man. And just say that's that's my legal name. Everyone's gonna know. 
everyone's still going to know. Yeah, they are. I mean, look at that beautiful hair. <laughs> we know who that guy is. <laughs> we know who the booty man is. Exactly. That too. You know? I don't... Uh, initial. First initial. Of your last... Joe the booty man. I think I'd rather I'd rather just work hard and earn my money that way. Yeah. A good old fashioned. You know There's so many people that like do think that's their retirement is just hoping they win the lottery or Oh yeah. That's that's how they plan their retirement. Yeah, blowing it at the casino, shit like that. Like if I just hit it, if I just hit it once, you see it. I took my grandma to the casino when we were back. You just see people just just you know, hundred hundred dollars at a time, just hoping, just hoping it comes through, man. That could be me. That yeah, that would be Casey, but I'm not. I can't. Like whenever I did that lottery ticket, it's two dollars. I had two dollars, but I still thought about it. You know, I'm like, I'm really just throwing this. Yeah, I could have gave this to a homeless dude downtown. Yeah. That's that's all I could think about when we were playing the slots because it's like we weren't winning. It's like I could have taken this $300 and bought stock because essentially it's the same thing. You're still gambling, but there's, a, you know, there's a, a, a better chance you'll get something in yeah. return out of like putting it in the stock market or some shit like that. You know what I mean? But it's no fun. You don't get to push a button and the lights don't fucking yeah. go and you don't you don't get that rush. You can't yeah. smoke cigarettes inside at the stock market. You know what I mean? Boom. It's a whole thing. I think you could before, like oh yeah, in the seventies, they'd be all panicking and stuff, and they'd be like, "Sell, sell, sell." Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was there's there's a, a, a there's a smoking section in the Las Vegas airport because we saw that. Yeah, yeah. Remember Vegas, it's like a little aquarium. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's the death exhibit. <laughs> <laughs> just giant yeah, giant slot machines in that one smoking section where it's like yeah. I wanted to go in there so bad. Yeah, that that's rough there. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, we did cuz we weren't going to be able to smoke for the next uh 6 hours. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was 6 cuz we yeah, Did you get there early? No. It's not a got, it's not a 6-hour flight from Nashville no, we, to Vegas. We, it was our our flight got canceled and so they put us on another one and it still left an hour later and then we but we had to go to it wasn't what we picked but it's what we had to take uh so then we went up to minneapolis and we had a layover and anyways it took it doesn't matter it was it was a mess but you know that when you bought the ticket, you know, it's probably, it might not work. Yeah. Not work. yeah. That was the thing over, over Christmas too. Was, was it like 1600 <laughs> yeah. flights got canceled just from Southwest or whatever it was. Oh, funny is like seeing these people on the news and <clears throat> they were sleeping in the airport. And I'm like, why didn't you just go back to the family that you had to go see during the holiday? Why are you sleeping in the damn airport? Call them to come and get you and quit giving some kind of sob story to the news that 
oh, my flight got delayed and I'm going to have to sleep in the floor. Yeah. Go back to the family that you had to come to, that they told you you probably shouldn't travel because of the weather. And then, and then all the cancellations happened. Well, I, that wasn't even a weather issue. That was all like computer systems and shit. But also well, then, I think what it is, is like, cause I, I've had flights delayed too, where it's not like they don't, they don't really tell you that the flight isn't coming. They go, Oh, it's going to be 40 minutes late. Oh, it's going to be another 60 minutes. Oh, it's going to be another two hours or whatever it is. So they just keep jerking you along. But I was the same way. It's like, go, go somewhere, go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, who cares if you're out a few hundred bucks, you're out a few hundred bucks. What's the big fucking deal. But no, I think they were telling about this storm coming before they knew that big storm was coming like the week before. Yeah. And they were telling people to stay home for Christmas if you can. But there was so many people that had to go see their grandma and they and then and then the Southwest thing all fell apart too at the same time. Yeah. So like, and no one dude, it's I fucking anybody who brings a child on an airport, I just even if I'm on the plane, I hope it crashes. I'm <laughs> I'm willing to put myself through it just because it's like, why are you doing this? <laughs> drive. What happened to road trips? How come no one likes to drive anymore and spend time with their family and that. shit like that? Making everybody people, else's fucking problem. People think people think they can, and I guess they can bring their kids to anything and everything. Yeah. And you don't, don't know some, when you're having kids, some things you just don't get to do. Exactly. Don't bring your kid and torture everybody else around you. Bring- you know how your kid acts. You know, your kid's a dick. You don't get to go to certain stuff and ruin it. Yeah. You're just going to miss out for a decade or so. Yeah. 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 You don't, don't get to do that. You have to be a parent. Now you don't yeah. get to be, you don't get to go to bars anymore. You don't get to go to breweries, but they still fucking want to for some reason. Yeah. And I don't know. It's a kid-friendly brewery. It's like, why? They dare you to say something, too. Yeah. Why do you have your kid at a brewery around a bunch of drunk fucks? Yeah. No, you you don't get to do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't leave them at home. So it's like, so you're going to get drunk and then drive them home? Is that what you're doing? (laughs) <laughs> fucking good plan man it just it blows it absolutely blows my fucking mind it's like they're almost sitting there going yeah just say something just say something yeah 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 it's the same thing with animals now and pets too because every animal's a service animal you know even on planes oh. it's like this dog yeah. is pissing on the seats it's not a trained service animal it's like i'm emotionally damaged it's like well i can see why yeah. You're an awful person that no one should love. <laughs> you make it everybody else's problem all the fucking time. Cause I've been flying a bunch with Weber and it's just like, man, just the dogs and the kids and even some yeah. of the adults, dude, some people are just, uh, just spastic. Some dude is an Indian guy. He was real twitchy. And he, there were, there, it was a sold out flight. So he had to sit between me and Weber and he took off his fucking shoes. He has like leather shoes and he didn't have socks on underneath and he took them off and just fell asleep between us. And it's like, you stinky bastard. What are you doing? 
Yeah. What are you doing? It also took us a minute. He, it was a trip. He fell asleep immediately and our pilot was late. So we sat on the runway or at the terminal for like 45 minutes. He woke up like 20 minutes after he fell asleep and looked out the window and saw that we weren't moving. So he jumped up and started grabbing his bags and shit. And it's like, we haven't left, bro. You got to chill the he fuck out. He thought he said he was out for maybe 20 minutes. Stinky bastard. Oh my God. We shouldn't have said anything. We should have let him get off the plane. It would have been better thinking yeah. about it now. But that guy, can you imagine? I would shoot myself right there in front of everybody if I thought, Oh my God, I have slept through the whole flight. I am the best person ever. And you're like, no, nah, dude, we ain't even left. We, we don't have a pilot. <laughs> in the mouth, right there. Hit the person behind me. That has got to be the most disappointment you've ever felt in your life. <laughs> I, think he, I think he had no sense of awareness at all. It was the craziest person I've ever been next to on a flight. And just, oh just is taking off. Just like, I don't... I don't know how you don't wear socks with leather shoes either. Are you not supposed to? I've never had nice shoes like that. I'm a sneakers guy. I think that so was an amendment. An amendment? Yeah, that they passed back in the uh during the dust bowl of the twenties. <laughs> <laughs> People with their cankerous toes. The I don't know. Fucking disgusting. <laughs> but man, I I went on a cruise the first week in November with uh uh the work paid for it. And we flew down to Miami and I just hate flying so much. You know, you 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 can't do nothing. You can't do nothing. You can't smoke a cigarette. You can't I mean we drank. That's fun. We did do that. Uh, but, you know, it's just, I think smoking is the worst. You just can't smoke on a plane anymore. And you're bored. So there's like, that's what you want to do. You know, I don't know what, you can sit there and play on your phone, but you don't have, you know, it's got to be a, a game that's already downloaded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't do anything against other people, really. Right. I haven't yeah, been. Anyway. I haven't been smoking lately. I see that. Yeah, I've, I've kind of. I guess I've quit. I've, this month, this whole month, I've been taking. I've been doing no come January, Monty. No drinking, no smoking, no weed, no coming. Really? Or halfway through, and I've I've made it so far. Yeah, I think I just like yeah, I just uh, I got to be done with with cigarettes for sure and then just trying to just take a break from absolutely everything it's been uh it's been surprisingly easy really yeah 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 it really i've been i mean i've been dipping and that's not it that's not any better so i gotta i mean i think i'm gonna just because tomorrow's the 15th so i think i'm just gonna stop doing that tomorrow too and then just go the rest of them yeah, I think I might already be because it's been that's been the thing just being on the road or whatever is like I've been not really smoking cigarettes and it's like just it's the same being on the planes and in cars and shit. It's like I got to do something, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just kind of just that gets addicting just as easy because it's you know it's a 
oral fixation. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. Uh, and it tastes better too. <laughs> it tastes way better than a cigarette, but what's funny is I started off dipping and then I went to smoking cause it was just, I don't want to say cleaner, but maybe it was cleaner that you didn't have like a, a bottle or something. Yeah. You, know? you don't have to spit in uh, something. You could just smoke and flick it, you know, and be done with a cigarette. But, uh, I remember when I first started, what got me hooked on dipping was that buzz. Did you get the buzz in the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. And I took like a day, a day and a half, two days off. And then I went into Nashville on Wednesday and hit up some mics and shit like that. And I was like, let me get a can of dip. Got that head buzz back pretty like, like immediately. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. I don't, I didn't, I don't get it now just cause it's been. Now I think. Somebody told me once the head buzz goes away, you're addicted. I don't know. Well, the cigarette cigarettes are the same way too. If you take a week off smoking or, or a few days off, same thing with weed too. It's like, I don't think the buzz going away means you're addicted as much as you built up a tolerance to it, but maybe there is some truth to that. But I think it's with anything. If you take a, a, a month off or a week off drinking and you have a drink, you you know, you'll feel buzzed pretty quick in comparison yeah. to drinking every night of the week and same thing with smoking. So right. maybe there's something to it. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. But if that's the case, then I've, I've, I've I know I'm addicted to everything. I can't do heroin. I can't do nothing because I get, I like, I have an easy fixation. You know, I like to, I get addicted. I think easily people say they have an addictive personality or whatever and, oh sure you know, i have something going all the time something in my hands or something so i think i really could like i don't know i feel like heroin's different though you don't have like that need to put a needle in your arm that's not like that's not out of the womb like you know sucking on something you've always done that like since you was a baby so that's like i think that's an easy habit to form yeah but like heroin injecting a needle in your arms not that's not an everyday thing that we that we do well i mean you get you get your booster shots and shit like that and as soon as you're a baby someone's jabbing you with a needle right <laughs> maybe so i i don't know at the same time there's people who never start smoking too you know what i mean they sucked on a titty they still ain't smoking nothing yeah Oh yeah, I shouldn't have never done that. No, it's absolutely terrible. Yeah, but I'm in it now. <laughs> and we're talking about it. Hey, tell me. Get a cigarette in you. That's yeah. something I have heard about people who smoke crack is they call it getting your bell rung. And it's like the very first hit of crack. It's, it's, it. Like it makes your head, you, it starts ringing in your head and you get this high, but no matter if you quit smoking crack and go back to it, you never get, you never get that same feeling as the first time you smoke crack and it's called getting your bell rung. So people will chase getting their bell rung over and over and over again, but no matter how much crack they smoke, no matter if they quit and go back to it, I've heard that they never you never get that same high ever again. 
And maybe that's why it's easy to become addicted to crack because you're just like, oh, if I just do a little bit more, I'll get back to that place. They say, yeah. Remember they used to say you get addicted to crack off the first time you do it. Yeah. That's what scared me to death about I never done it. But so I guess that's what it is then. That's how you get addicted that first time is because that high is that good. And then you never have that again. Yeah. I ah. I was going to say, I feel like it, it, sex is definitely that way. You know what I mean? For some, I say, wow, hot damn. But weed, I remember the first time I got high smoking weed, I didn't like it. It took a few more times. And I guess drinking too. It was like the first time I was like, oh, this is awful. But then you kind yeah. of get used to it or whatever. Because if I, nobody, I don't want to ever feel the way I felt when I first got drunk. I know that. That was awful. Yeah, me too. Absolutely terrible, dude. I split my head open, fell down, was bleeding, puked on myself, wallowing in the mud. It's not yeah, a I, not, not a good time. My first drunk was on Mad Dog 2020. Ooh. And the purple, the gray. How old were and you? 15. Okay. Uh... But it just, that's, that's a rough hangover for anybody, I think. Uh, I don't care. It's just not good materials that are in it. You're drinking you know, malt they, liquor, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think, like, beer. I can remember the taste of beer was not good in the beginning. Yeah. But you, you kind of kept doing it. And then, in, I don't know, you don't taste it anymore. I don't know. But, you know, it's just something that you almost have to want because cigarettes don't taste good either in the beginning. Cigarettes taste awful. I remember that. Mm, I'm like, ugh. You did? I did. But it's something that you had to keep doing. And now look at you, you know, you, you fucked, you know, later. But I don't know. Why would we do that? I still like it. Anytime I've stopped and gone back to like smoking cigarettes, it does, it tastes bad. It does. Anytime I've taken a break and like, let me get a cigarette. It's like, this tastes fucking absolutely awful. Yeah. And, but then you, you keep doing it for some reason. Yeah. I don't well, know. Cause of the, the, but that's the like spicy feeling. food too. Oh, I'll, I'll eat spicy food. And that's a pain that you're putting on yourself. Anybody that likes spicy food, that's pain that you're inflicting on yourself willingly. But there's something about it. I love it. And and I know now I'm getting older, that hurts my butthole later <laughs> than it used to not. Dude, I went to, you know, I've been wearing out some Moe's here lately. That home wrecker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's not wrong place chipotle we went to chipotle and i got that the red sauce the hot hot sauce yeah there. red salsa it's good yeah uh but he asked me he goes the, the hot i said yeah put it on there he goes just like a half i said no the whole thing you know and it was so good my eyes were watering i was tearing up i was sweating but it was so good somehow some reason i can't explain but man, did it hurt my butt for the next two days. I mean, it burnt my butt every time. And yeah, you remember that? 
she she always makes fun too. Like we went to Zaxby's and I was like, we got some wings and I said, get the hottest. They said, I said, I want wings. And she goes, what do you want? I said, the hottest you got. And then later on, whenever I was pooping and my butt was hurting, I was like, oh. And she goes, what's the hottest you got? She did that for like two days. <laughs> hottest you got. You, so no sympathy. You got to do, but you got to mix that. some stuff in there. You know what I mean? Some water yeah. and some green stuff like that to kind of dilute the hotness while it's in your belly. I don't know. She's she's getting to where she kind of makes me think before I do it. She's almost like she's protecting me from myself. She's like, are you sure you want to do that? I think whatever the last thing we was, she's like, are you sure you want to do that? And I'm like, okay. I'll, but having to, yeah. You're a man, Monty. You got to make your own goddamn decisions. If you're gonna shit fire, shit fire. It's just part of the game, baby. But this hot, the flavor, the, the flavor of spicy stuff is just so damn good. You know, I think that's what it is. It is because not, I mean, stuff that's hot for the sake of being hot. Like I don't, I don't get off on having just hot things for the sake of having hot stuff. But that hot salsa at Chipotle is it's fucking fantastic. It's good flavor. No, you know what I mean? I was telling you about it. My mouth's talking about it. You know? You know that's good. That's some good shit. When just thinking about it makes you salivate. Have you heard have you heard of the Spice King? He's like some kid on like YouTube or TikTok or whatever it is, but he has this insane tolerance for spicy foods where He's like stuff hollowing out a jalapeno and stuff and Takis in it. And then like putting like uh, uh, ghost pepper, uh, not sauce, but what is it when it's like concentrated or whatever it is? Like yeah. a, like an eyedropper. He's dripping that in there and just eating it and then just staring in the camera going, no reaction. I got no reaction. What do you guys want me to eat next? One time he made, he's like, I'm going to make the world's hottest pizza. So we just put like a just hot cheese, ghost pepper cheese, ghost pepper yeah. sauce. That fucked him up. It was great. It's like, oh, that's oh. too much. Yeah, yeah. So there are some, but he just goes around eating the spiciest things possible and like does the one chip challenge and like he just yeah. he just sits there and stares at the camera. Like a little bit, but you it's see, you want to see somebody like hurt themselves though. You know, you want to see the guy sitting there eating it and sweating and crying and you know, that's good watching. This guy sitting there just going to eat a hot chip and nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's impressive, but it's not good TV. Yeah. I guess that's part of the fun in watching. Do you watch Hot Ones at all? The, the yeah. guy who interviews us? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of the fun in that is watching people kind yeah. of like have a meltdown or yeah. whatever it is. You're still trying to answer questions. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. The, the Spice King is like, I, I, I'm going to keep doing this stuff until I get on Hot Ones. And it's like, well, I think the point of Hot Ones is to see people react. And if you don't react to anything, it's like, why the fuck would he have you on to talk about nothing? Talk about how you can eat hot food and not react to it? Yep. You want to see Shaq start crying. Yeah. I wonder how far I can make it in Hot Ones. Well, you got to go. You'd have to go until the end. You can't fucking... I saw somebody quit 
and I can't remember. Post Malone was on there, and he ate boneless wings, and I lost a little bit of respect for him for eating boneless wings. And then there's some people, some people tap out, and it's like, ah, you do the fucking thing that you you're there to do. You know what I mean? It's gonna it's gonna suck. Yeah, but it's forever on video. Yeah, you gotta go all the way. You have to. Can't be a coward. I've not watched it in a while, but I've seen people like tap out after like the third one. Nah. I'm like, come on. Nah, you should not. I can't remember who it is. You should never. Somebody didn't make it that far. You shouldn't be able to make any more music, no more movies for you, nothing. (laughs) You wasted that guy's whole day. Yeah. Tapping out at three. And now we're just doing a regular interview. Yeah. Go on the the Tonight Show if you don't want to fucking eat anything. You know what I mean? Fuck out of here. <laughs> Fallon just gonna make you do Pictionary. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Some stupid shit. It's nonsense. Do the thing you set out to do. Bunch of cowards. Yeah. I do. I think you gotta go all the way. And You'd have to. The more suffering you do, the more they people are gonna watch it. I mean, we could just we can just do that. We don't have to go on hot ones to do that, Monty. We can just do our own. You just want to eat hot wings and talk into a camera for a little while. Yeah. We can yeah, do that. Do. We can, let's do it. I want, let's do it. I, I want to have the same thing. We got to get together and we'll just do it at the same time. Face to face. Next to each other. Yeah. And, and just snot and drool all over each other. And see, uh, it'd be fun. I once... When Spanky's closed down and became the Night Owl or whatever, uh, Chad Ryden did a. He, they had like a wing. They're like, if you eat six, it's a it's a hot a wing eating contest where you eat six of their hot wings or whatever it is, and it's like the he got a PBR for doing it, and that was it. <laughs> he did <laughs> not he much did of some, a prize. He did some at Third Coast where you ate some uh, shit that he had mixed up. And then you told jokes. And oh, yeah, I remember that show. And and I did it. And I wanted it to be good. You know, I wanted to uh, I wanted to be salivating and all that and struggling and stuff. But it wasn't. I don't think he made it as hot as he could because other people that were on the show too doing it. Fuck that but, again. Fuck that. You want to do yeah. it? You're gonna die. All right. It's a, great idea. it's a great idea, right? So spin on hot ones. Go out there and do your set. Yeah. While you're eating. Yeah. Wings. No, yeah. you can't just have a regular comedy show. God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Too. God forbid you just have a regular old comedy show. You know. You got, you got to get the people in somehow. I guess. Get them high. Get them eating hot wings, doing something like that. Yeah, get them drunk. Get them drunk. That's the other thing, too. The old drunk show. Yeah. It's all. Which, which, you know, we'll do that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) How's your new place working out? Just go to Fort Walton. It's good. You're meeting your neighbors and stuff now. No, and... I'm I'm completely avoiding them at uh, at all costs, Monty. They're trash people. Are they? Kind of. Like, yeah. Have no good looking ladies. I've, I haven't. No, no, not not in the immediate 
uh, area, but I went today, maybe like a mile in the opposite direction of which I usually do. There might be, but no, not, uh, not around here. No, my, uh, what is tonight? Thursday night. They were, the neighbors were up until probably two, two thirty in the morning, arguing, yelling at each other. A couple of weeks ago, they had like the first weekend I, or the first couple of nights I was here, they probably had like six or seven kids over there just beating on the walls and stuff. So I just started, I got a Bluetooth speaker and just started playing porn real loud. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you guys are fucking, fucking great idea. Fucking assholes. Just play. Yeah. So oh. they'll be playing music real loud. So and, passive aggressive. Yeah. What a good yeah. Movie. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to deal with it. It's like, come on now. You can't, you let the, you could, these, you know, these kids are being incredibly loud and you're not doing anything played like some devil music and shit like that you know just doing the old rigmarole because there's i'm not gonna go over there and go hey can you guys uh, be quiet because they're gonna go hey fuck you yeah yeah so yeah 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 so no so no so no not meeting them and yeah there was a couple weeks ago i guess whenever i got whenever i got back from uh the show in atlanta on new year's eve i got back here new year's day there's just a fucking bullet casing on my patio, just a single bullet casing. You know what I mean? So shit light. So no, I'm not trying to meet people out here, Monty. <laughs> and then, yeah, last week there's people were fucking fighting or two weeks ago, I guess, like arguing in the front yard at 11 o'clock at night, like lady with her kids brought her kids talking, yelling at some other, at 11 o'clock at night, yelling at some other lady, like, Oh, you should kill yourself. You should kill yourself. If you don't kill yourself, I'll do it for you. It's like your children are here. You know what I mean? Like shit like that. So no, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to meet nobody like that. It's absolutely ridiculous. Are you you getting like a routine down, you know, like your morning stuff? Remember you used to do like a walk at your old place. Yeah. I'm still walking around a a little bit. I the streets a dead end, so I can only go so far. But if I, there's, if I cross kind of the main road that I'm off of, there's like a little neighborhood back there. It's like a trailer park and shit. It's, uh, it's not, it's not like the nicest part of town right now, but everything like they're building apartments, the, the, uh, they're doing construction across the street, uh, kitty corner for me. They just rebuilt these other duplexes that look real nice. Two doors down, they re- rebuilt these other ones too. So it looks like, like things are on the come up. They're building a nice gas station right around the corner too, shit like that. So, uh, okay. we'll see what happens, but yeah, for the time being, I'm just minding my own business and like, yeah, yeah, it's been, it's great having my own place. I know that. And, and, having a slow morning, still going on my walks and shit, being able to podcast whenever I want to. I got the, the, this whole room is just like an office studio now. And then I got my bedroom and, uh, I got a TV, the first TV I've had since 2011. I got a TV. So I've been, you know, 2011. Yeah. That was the last time I had a TV. Oh yeah. You was in your van for a while. Well, I, I moved, I moved to Maui in 2012. So I sold my TV before that. And then moved to Nashville in 2012, and then I just never had a TV for, I guess, you know, 11 years. So it's the first time I've had a TV. They got they got thinner. They did get thinner and a lot cheaper. It's only a 32 inch, but I remember I got a 32 inch in 2007. 
and it was like $730. I got this for like a buck 18. Pretty much the same goddamn TV. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I remember the first flat screen TV I got was a plasma. Yeah, that's what it was. They don't even, don't even make those anymore. Yeah. That was a great idea. Yeah. And it did. It only lasted like a couple of years. But I think I used income tax back then, and it was probably, it might have been around that same time. No, no, that was like 2008 or so. Anyway, yeah, it was like the same time. You were right. Okay. And yeah, it was, yeah, I think it was like $700. I spent like all of my income tax money on this TV. Yeah, yeah it was me too. <laughs> we're still, <laughs> still living at home then, so it was like it wasn't a big deal. But think about the price of TV has gone down significantly. Price of eggs, way the fuck up. What the fuck? I went to Aldi and I was like, because I, I haven't bought eggs in like three months now. I was like, Aldi's got to have cheap eggs. It was like four thirty for a dozen there. At so Aldi. Talking about it, and now you want eggs? You haven't had any in three months? No, I'm just not. No, I always, I always look at the eggs anytime I go grocery shopping. But I'm like, I'm not going to spend four dollars on a dozen when I was buying, you know, summer of 2020. I was buying eighteen. For a dollar eight, and now they're four thirty. So I like I like an egg. You know what I mean? I'm an egg guy. I love eggs. I just I, won't, like, I just uh, won't buy them. I get into like uh, sometimes I get into these routines where I have like a normal adult sleep schedule where I go to bed at a decent time and then I wake up at a decent time and then I want breakfast whenever I'm on that schedule. I want and but how much for eggs? We went last night. How much for eggs? Six something at Walmart for a dozen. It's insane. Large. And then it was like seven, seven dollars for extra large. So it's it's absolutely it, crazy. Nothing makes sense anymore though. But there's still there's no reason to go out and like uh panic buy on eggs, you know. Like no, you can't well you can't save them. That's a big part of it. Right. You can't really store eggs that long. What? You can freeze eggs. You can freeze eggs. They showed it on the news. You can freeze eggs. It's nah. not going to all right. Nah, that's, yeah, it seems like it'd be watery or whatever it is. I heard. You can freeze the human body, but I don't think it's going to be right when you, when you thaw it. Nah, it could be a little mushy. Yeah. Little. It's gonna, stuff starts deteriorating faster. Yeah. Things separate. I mean, you can't bring them back to life. You could. It depends how long they've been frozen. You ever freeze a bumblebee? No. You never put a bee in the freezer and let it die or whatever, and then tie a string around it, and then let it unthaw and it flies around. Well, you got a string. You got a bee on a yeah. string. Yeah. That seems like something you'd do out in Cookville. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you. How do you catch the bumblebee to begin with? You put like a jar over it and then slide like a piece of paper or cardboard underneath it. So then you got it in the jar and then you put it in the freezer for like maybe four or five minutes just to numb it, kind of knock it out. And then you tie a little string around it, a little twine, a little fishing line, and then put it out in the sun, let it unthaw. Then you got pet bee. But it didn't throw, it didn't freeze solid. No, you don't leave it in there for a day. Say, so I wonder if you leave it in there for the day. It died. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I'm pretty sure. I, I I don't I can't imagine. But I think if you I think if you froze if you froze a person for just a little bit until they were unconscious, you could probably revive them. Oh yeah, you hear about that like people falling in the ice and they're yeah. like they bring them back. Yeah, you know? so you could you could defrost a person. But, but still that person, you know, sometimes they have brain damage. You know, they're still not right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't follow I don't like your egg story. You just keep that to yourself. Don't I, tell anybody else about that. That's I heard there's that. been there's been a bird flu going around with the chickens and a lot of chickens have been dying this past year, which is why eggs are so expensive. But then, but why is everything at the, why is cereal, why is a box of cereal 750? That ain't got nothing to do with bird flu. And not only that, and we've talked about this, but they take uh, your portions of everything now since like 2020 when everything went crazy, your portions are less and they're charging more. The boxes, the boxes are not as, yeah, they've taken out a couple of ounces. Even like, everything even if you go to burger king and get like a like a whopper meal it's like 12 bucks it's like you're better yeah. off going and getting an actual like real meal. like real Sit food down. yeah yeah you know what that is okay. you know what that is though that's where they had to raise the minimum wage and we said that's just going to raise the price of everything no it won't no it won't we got to pay them 15 dollars an hour because high school kids are raising a family I don't know. Yeah. But, so you're paying them $15 an hour. And now my Taco Bell Mexican pizza is $15 for that combo meal. Yeah. And I, that's. I also think it has something to do with just the amount of money that keeps getting printed year after year after year. That's what I have been hearing. Like, um, um, what is his name? Peter Schiff. I believe he's like a finance guy or something like that. He's he's because everyone's like the cause of inflation is everything. It's everything but the government printing money. It's all these other things. It's the minimum wage getting raised up. It's the it's the corporations not paying enough taxes. But this guy's like it has everything to do with the fact that the government keeps printing billions of dollars every year and is making our money completely worthless. But when you keep blaming the minimum wage worker, the corporations, the bird flu and all this shit, everyone's going to go. It's all those things instead of what the actual reason is, is the fact that our money isn't worth dollar. The dollar ain't worth a goddamn thing anymore. And maybe it's a mixture of it all. You know what I mean? Maybe it's not just one thing, but that certainly has something to do with it. It just, it showed too how fragile everything is. Yeah. Like if we never had a bird flu before, I don't remember eggs ever having to be this high, but surely we've had a bird flu before and why, surely, surely we've had this happen to chickens before, Yeah. but I never remember there being a problem with the price of eggs. So I feel like everybody, and you know what it is, every time uh, she, Casey heard that beer is going to be the next thing that's going to go through the roof what's the reasoning what's the reason for that what are they going to tell us that is wheat production mm. but man here's the thing though they're all all these segments are going to do this and you know once they once the price goes up it never goes 
back down. Yeah. It never goes back down to what it was. Yeah, yeah. It goes down a little bit. Hurricane wood goes through the roof, and then it doesn't. It never goes back down to what it was. Gas will never go back down to what it was. Eighty-seven cents. They're loving this. uh, These profits that they're making right now, Mm -hmm. and they they're not going to give that up. So. We're fucked everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a weird spot to be in, and every everything is like you said, it's all very fragile. It's all super fragile, man. So fragile. And it's like, and no one, you know, no one gives a shit. No one gives a shit. No one's looking out for you and me and like us at all, at all. So, so where do we go from here? You know, what's the next thing? Your means. Make sure you live within your means. I think that's a big part of it too, is we have been, we, you know, even the poorest of people have been living the high life as far as America goes, you know, we got it better than everybody else. And even the, the standard of living is, is dropping a bit. It still ain't that bad. You know what I mean? But no, not to other countries. Hell no. No, but you know, it's just, it can't be maintained. And where does it end? You know, where's the, where is the end of all this shit? Well, am I just now growing up? If I, if I, am I just now seeing this? Is that, or is it a new thing that these supply chains are that fragile that everything, this has got to happen before. This can't be the first time in history that this has happened that we're going through this, but it feels like everything, you know, it's, it started, felt like it started with microchips and then it went to gas and then, and toilet paper and eggs, you know. I guess it was microchips, toilet paper, maybe whatever, toilet gas, then, okay, toilet, it doesn't matter. I didn't know, surely this has happened before in history. Well, it was, was that part of the Great Depression? I don't know enough about the Great Depression to know if they had supply chain issues, but I'm sure they did since it was a world, since it was the world at war. You know what I mean? I'm sure there was all sorts of supply chain issues and people not giving you these certain things and you're not giving these people these things. And and I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I need Ben Sawyer the word, for this shit. The word supply chain. Like if you used to read an article from the Great Depression about why it's happening or anything, is that even a word then? Not then. I don't think that's a word then. So whatever they... the whatever you would read the reason for it being, and even if it was supply chain, I don't think that was a word Yeah, they would use. It is a thing where it's like you never heard of it, and then the next day, everybody's talking about it like they know what the fuck it is. <laughs> and that's like, what, what, what does that even mean? Well, it's the supply chain, you know what I mean? Uh, limited source, she says. Maybe that was the word. Back, limited back source. In the, in the Great Depression, they had the Dust Bowl that happened, which knocked out all the crops and all the stuff out west. Mm-hmm. So then those people that shipped it out, because we wasn't bringing in, we wasn't importing everything from fucking other countries. No, it wasn't importing. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that it part was, where we don't we don't make anything anymore either. Yeah. So we're dependent on what these other countries are doing now. And when China shut down, it fucked up. Yeah. Man, and that, that might be, though, from the Great Depression is that we're like, oh, well, if our shit, we need to diversify and need to have crops yeah. coming in from Mexico or somewhere else or whatever, 
that we can't just be dependent on us to supply us. No, you got to have somewhere else. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like. I think we could do a lot right here and not depend on another country that might get mad at us. And then we don't. We, we don't have medicine anymore. We probably could, but you'd have to, I mean, it's, it's not only that we could do it, but you have to, you'd have to convince people to work jobs. They don't necessarily want to work. You know what I mean? And you got to build the stuff for it. Build the they, infrastructure. They, yeah. They were saying the microchips, like if we started building shit to make microchips here before that is ever online, because it's such a, uh, complicated thing that it would still be like seven years before we would ever see the results of making microchips. Well, I don't know. It's better than I not know. seeing any results. That is true. You know, better than nothing. Yeah. But we don't, you know, we don't, we don't make anything. Like medicine in that simple. I mean, you can build a warehouse and you can, build the machinery to do that pretty quickly and we we're not depending on i know that they said a lot of medicine come out of china that we didn't realize and then the then the thing happened and they were talking like fucking forgot about formula oh the baby formula yeah we've had so much Tit juice shit. i don't know what i'd done if i had a baby and i couldn't get formula for it I just take a toilet plunger and start pounding on her titties and getting well, it. Well, yeah. Like it. What did what were babies doing before formula was even a fucking thing, though? That's true too. You know, they were eating meat and potatoes. It <laughs> <laughs> pot roast and steamed carrots for you, baby. It's soft, man. I'm telling you, we're soft. It's so. Yeah, I don't. <sighs> It doesn't seem good. It doesn't seem like a way out. I heard somebody on Joe Rogan's podcast talking about China and because of their one child policy or whatever it is, he, yeah, I saw that. he was saying in like 10 years, like China's going to, because everyone's like, yeah. even I've thought like China's going to be the next superpower or whatever it is, but it's like, no, 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 because of this, you know, these crazy rules they've implemented about you can only have one kid. There isn't going to be enough Chinese people to maintain whatever it is they're doing. So it looks like, so it's gotta be India. That's going to be next in line then to be like the main, does India have nuclear weapons? Oh, then they're, then they gotta be next in line. Right. Yeah. But I think we're, we're friendly with India, right? For now. Who the fuck knows? I don't know, dude. I got no idea what's going on. I know uh, the, our neighborhood convenience store. I love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we did some shows in Huntsville. There's Ritu. You know Ritu? She's a little Indian comic in Nashville. We oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We took her down to do the shows, and she was talking about jokes and stuff. And uh, she goes, do you think Americans know that Indian people work at convenience stores? And it's like, yeah. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely have a grasp of that concept for sure. 
She thought yeah, it was they, like some far out fucking thing. She's like, are people going to understand what I'm talking about if I mention Indians working at convenience stores? And it's like, we're not, we're not allowed to say that, but you can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's a fact, right? They gravitate towards convenience stores and uh, hotels and uh, yeah. I don't know why that is. Yeah. Why is that? I mean, I'm glad that there are people that specialize in something. And if that's, it's probably an easy way to start your own business. You have your own place. You got your own business. You can have your family that works there and shit like that. You know what I mean? A lot of uh, people who come to America, like foreigners, as we like to say, they're very like, you know, they all still work together. And it's like, okay, we're all going to go in on this one business together. So we got our shop and it's my shop and my brother's shop and we can all do it together. Whereas us who are brought up in America, we all want our, I want my own shop and you can have your own shop and he can have his own shop. And then they all last three or four years and then they fall to shit. But if me and you went to another country and we had to start from zero, because there's something about starting from zero. Oh yeah. That will bring you together. And you're also in a foreign land yeah. that maybe you don't look like everybody else. Yeah. Like if we was to go to India, we're going to stick together. That's what they did. You know, that was the whole thing about New York, you know, the Irish and the Italians and all that. Yeah. For some reason, you you gravitate towards your own. Yeah. Of course, you can understand each other. You can, you got the same interest and all that stuff. I get it. Yeah. You know, it's just like a click yeah. that you have, you know, if me and you go to a wedding we're going to kind of stick together because we're buddies. We have the same interests. We have the same, uh, you know, and that's the way people are. That's no just way, the way. That's, that, that's, you're talking like a racist right now, Monty. Yeah, okay. Racist. You're racist, you're dude. Yeah. You're absolutely racist. As soon as somebody was talking, it was a Jewish guy. He's like, you know how Jewish people keep their money? Cause it's like when a Jewish person starts making money, five other Jewish people are making money right along with them. Like that's, it's, you know, Italians, Irish people, it's what they do. It's like, I'm making money. You guys are making money. We're going to keep making money together. But I I guess we've been brought up with the idea that it's a, it's a solo. It's always, always, we're privileged, you know, in in a way we're not rich or nothing. Yeah. And, but we're still privileged. We're born in America. We didn't never want for anything. And and that's the thing. People talk about how bad America is, but we don't want for anything. Everybody, you, you know, you're born, you're born pretty good right off the bat. You know, and in other countries, you know, we've all got the internet. We see the slums in India or these poor people are having a do manual labor and work day and night. I did see where a guy kind of made it in the slums of what is that? New Delhi or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. He was making purses by hand and he actually got like rich people were coming to the slums to buy his purses. And he was able to build like an apartment complex in the slums and he lived on the top floor. And so, but he's still in the slums. Like he's not, I think you talk about how racist we are or whatever this country, you think this country is, but there, if you're born in the slums, evidently you can't leave the slums. So he just built an apartment in the slums and 
it's just like North Korea, people that escape from North Korea and go to South Korea, they they talk different. It's still Korean, I think, but they, they talk different and people know and they treat them different, even though they fled over there to be free. Well, sure. They're still discriminated against once they get there. Well, that's even like, like what would an accent, like Philadelphia, you know what I mean? They go, oh, you're from the north side. You talk like a, a north side Philly guy. You're a south side Philly guy. They can tell just from the dialect and the words that they use. It's like, you're not from, you're from Philly, but you ain't from, you ain't from where I'm from, you know? Yeah. And even yeah. like, cause you said people still stay in the slums. I was thinking just like going back home to Flint, Flint's, you know, it's, it's not the nicest place, but people will never leave there either. And it's kind of slummy in a lot of the parts of it, but people just don't, they don't leave for whatever reason. Yeah. People love, uh, they first love to belong to something. They do. A gang, a group. Yeah. And then they love familiar. And so you're, you're like a rare breed in that you have traveled, you have gotten out of Flint. Uh, you know, like me, I've never left home. I've traveled, but I've never lived anywhere else. You've lived, you've lived a great life. That's pretty rare. A lot of people born in their hometown and they die in their hometown. Yeah. And that's been, it's been pretty great. You're, you're a rare person that has done that. Yeah. My, dad, my dad's lived in Los Angeles and New Jersey and, you know, they wanted to, uh, but they did come back home, you know, but. They did do it. Uh, but you hear a lot of people, you know, they do move out and move away and never come back. Uh, I think it would be cool, like, to go to Australia or something, and you would be, all of a sudden, I would be so cool and exotic in Australia, you know? And But I couldn't do it. I couldn't leave my mama. <laughs> I can't leave my kids, you know? You it's could, like any time, you, could. you know, when whenever they come here, you just like, oh, everybody gravitates around them. You know, they want to hear, hear them talk. They want to hear, you know, you want to be that guy's friend. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, especially with your, your accent too, because you got that, that thick Southern it's draw strong. where you would be a, a hot commodity in places. I mean, you go to other I mean, I guess Australia is an English-speaking country. Yeah, that too. Go to Montana. I love listening to you talk. Where are you from? (laughs) I love it. I know we're out of time, but I've been going down the rabbit hole about... uh, No, we got plenty of time. We got nothing to do. I cut it up into two parts. It don't matter. But I've been going down this road about accents, you know? And North Carolina has the most accents of any state you wouldn't believe that though but like uh outer banks they have a a different accent than say i don't know raleigh or whatever they have like a they have like a beach accent in the outer banks no it's uh it's a like a slow smooth you know uh but the the reason why you know like where i have a strong accent and People judge you on that. People judge you on your accent because his, historically, if you have a strong accent, it meant that you was isolated from the rest of the world. 
So like you get somebody with a strong Boston accent, they've probably never left Boston. You know, they've got that strong accent that, uh, so they're isolated and they're stupid. And that's where that all kind of <laughs> come from. They've not been around other people. And I don't know. I felt like my, my mom, you know, she was a homebody. She didn't do much, but with my dad growing up, I was, we would, we went all over, we've been all over the country. So I don't know, but being around my mom, living with my mom, I guess. And she's probably, is she country? She's pretty country. No. Nothing. But anyways, uh, so yeah, that's, but that's where it comes from. But it's also, they talk about the South's accent sounding stupid, but Long Island sounds stupid to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You wouldn't want that. You know, Jeff Foxworthy has that joke about you wouldn't want your doctor to sound like, well, what we're going to do here? I don't want to hear some Long Island accent going, yeah. uh, we're going to take your heart out. Or I can't do it. But, yeah. You know. Or some L.A. accent like, uh, oh, my God, yeah. your heart is um, we're going to need to yeah. remove your aorta. So any strong accent, it sounds it make the person sound stupid and that's how we look at it as probably not yeah you sound dumb if you have a strong accent regardless of where it's from yeah regardless interesting but i think south, the south gets made fun of more for it yeah yeah any anyone who's dumb is a southern anyone who's like ah oh, you know the south yeah you know yeah it's always southern but really oh, hillbilly. yeah hillbilly sister fucker yeah but, but really the dumbest accent is retarded people but we're not allowed to do that anymore so <laughs> i think we can all agree that that is the dumbest accent <laughs> <laughs> I did say that long I love listening to Long Island people talk though especially a, a good dude an old dude that's like somebody was part of the like New York City Police Department God I love listening to them talk everything they say sounds mafia I don't know why that is I we, guess that's we were in New Jersey last weekend and it was like you know a bunch of Italian people but it was like awesome they were so they're so cool. I know. I love talking to them. It's like a, I really a bunch of like Irish like accents and Italian accents. It was fucking. It was like, oh yeah, come back, you fucking meatball. Fucking I it's like oh, I love it. It was so good. They're so friendly too. Everyone was like, "Hey, go fuck yourself," but come on over. I know. The, yeah. The yeah, like on the bus, you know, I come across everybody in in New York. Long Island, we had them today. I always love them whenever they come on there. And I love the, you know, the, it's, I love that tough guy. I love it. It just seems mafia-like. I don't know. Maybe that's all I'm exposed to. But every time they're talking, I'm just like, ah, he's got, he's got a uncle, you know, named Freddie Two Fingers or whatever that, you know, that does know people and they have, I don't know. I love it. I love it. I also like, uh, 
do you know who has no accent and they want them for news newscasters colorado colorado has no accent and they and they search these people out for news like if they want a national news or something like that and because you don't that way you don't sound stupid you know yeah if you got an accent and you're telling the news can't believe that guy uh I would. I'd, I'd rather have somebody with an accent telling me the news than that generic, phony voice. Because in broadcasting, they teach you how to talk like that. You know what I mean? How to speak clear and have a generic sort of speaking tone. And it's like, you're just a phony motherfucker is what you are. Who are you? Oh, you can't tell where I'm from. It's like, because you're a nobody. That's why, you phony bastard. I don't like you it. Lost your, you lost your identity. Yeah. Yeah. You're full of shit. That's what that means. You're a coward. And you're afraid of to being who you are. That was the, the girl I dated who was from Russia. She worked so hard to not have a Russian accent that she just that's, sounded like a generic, just a generic voice because she was like embarrassed. She didn't want people to know that she was from Russia for some reason growing up. She didn't want to get I made fun all. of. Yeah. Uh, well, as a kid, it'd probably be rough. I don't know. I guess so. But it's... Even like, even my mom, my mom sounds a little bit country or whatever it is, you know, because I take, I took my Russian girlfriend up there to, to meet her. She's like, why does your mom talk Southern? And I was like, I don't, she's just a kind of a country lady, I guess. I really don't know. You know, she's just got a little draw to how she talks, but she's from, she's lived in Flint, Michigan her whole fucking life, you know? That was another thing too that uh like they were talking about you know the different accents like down here we don't pronounce the t's like butter it's it's more of a d it's a d instead of a t it's not butter it's butter yeah and and so then you get like uh hawaiians do that too it's not okay. it's not brother it's brudda 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 okay What's up, brother? Yeah. Okay. And then and then they were talking like uh holler. Holler instead of holler. Hollow. Hollow. We don't even know what it's really supposed to be. It's a holler. It's a holler tree. Well, you're you live down in the holler. Oh. Yeah. That's supposed to be hollow? Yeah. Hollow. Oh. I just thought that was a Southern. I just thought that was a specific thing to the South of a no, place. I, I didn't know it was supposed to be, even if it was hollow, I still don't know what that means. I mean, it's just a Valley. Hmm. Okay. I had no idea. <laughs> I learned something yeah. today. Wow. <laughs> but that's, a, that's what you hear down here. It's a holler. And so, but uh, yeah, hollered out. Hollered out tree. Yeah. Not a hollowed out tree. No. Her vagina is all hollered out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the worst kind. Like, but then you go to like uh, New York, say, and some of those, they, they, don't, they don't pronounce the T at all. Like Manhattan. We live in Manhattan. 
and the pee's completely gone. <laughs> I haven't heard that get, get one. This, get this, where uh, I was trying to figure out when we lost our British accent. Uh, we didn't. We never lost our British accent. The British sound like we do now. They changed their accent. King George uh, started a thing where he wouldn't do the uh, the R's, you know, kind of like Boston, how Boston talks. They don't use an R. That's that's what King George started doing. And so the upper the upper class started emulating him, imitating him, and then it trickled down. And they changed their accent. We actually sound we're the original. That's how they sounded back then. The colonizers and all that. So we maintain the original because we got out. We maintain the original and they changed. Interesting. So all these historical movies that you watch where they're talking British, you know, as a like revolutionary war and stuff, that's not that's not how they talked back then. So it had more to had more to do with class than region necessarily. And I mean, all of it has regions like the Welsh. They have like, you know, all of them have their own accent, but yes, that, that all trickled down from King George. Yeah. We don't want to talk like the peasants. We say things differently. I, I'm not sure what his thinking was. I don't know that part of it, but. I'm but sure that, did. I'm sure that had something to do with it. I'm sure. You can't talk like those. You can't talk like the Americans. That's what they've probably done. Yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, that's interesting. So Boston, Boston might have maybe the most original of the accents. Uh, not, maybe that's not right. I'm not a good, I'm not a good source for this. I thought Boston was kind of an Irish city. I can go straight to the punchline and tell you what that is, but I can't back up the story. That's a, that. yeah, it's okay. Nobody. Would. Okay. All right. <laughs> given, <laughs> given bad information on the podcast, Monty, what the fuck? <laughs> but it is cool. And the accents are very cool how they come about, but it's all the placement in your, in your tongue. Like if it's against your, your, teeth or if it's up on the roof of your mouth is how you is how you talk and how your accent and your words are coming out and and I didn't realize that that you know so there's a lot of all accents are a little bit lazy in certain words you know like you know where Boston drops the R you know go get the car and go pet smite and you know, and <laughs> and where we would take it, we'll get the car and let's go to PetSmart. And we're real hard on that R, you know, the car, PetSmart. You know, maybe not so much on the T, PetSmart. But uh, all that stuff is interesting, isn't it? And it's something, the wiring in your head on where you put your tongue is how these words come out. And it's subtle, very, very subtle, you know. But interesting. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, and I wish I could do accents, no but I can't. Cultural lesson. Yeah, I'm not, I, I can't really either. But I had a lady from uh, Ukraine on our tour bus today. Ah. I mean, she'd been here for like 20 years, but, you know, to get somebody else's perspective on, you know, like a native of what's going on. And this is a funny thing. I went down this too, is that, so Ukrainians can understand Russian, like they can read it. And if they were talking Russian, if Russia, if a Russian was talking to a Ukrainian, they can understand them. But a Ukrainian talking to a Russian or a Russian reading Ukrainian, they can't. They can't do it. Why? The the words are a little bit different. The letters are different uh, in Ukraine. But I guess it's almost... I mean, I guess... Like where we can get... You can, you can read Spanish and pretty much get what it's where it's going without really knowing spanish a lot of it's close you know uh and i think that's how maybe ukraine because it's a maybe it's a derivative of russian language that a lot of things are similar but there's enough that's not that they so anyways but the russians can't read ukrainian but Ukrainians can read Russian. Well, that's like if you meet somebody who has a real, like a real thick Southern accent, like somebody from the fucking hills, it's like... Somebody from Louisiana. It's, it's like, what the fuck are you even saying right now? It's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? It's like, oh, he just said yeah. he needs to pick up a gallon of milk real quick. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild. Absolutely wild. It was a real country guy that I knew, and uh, they called him, I can't say what they call him, but whenever he was talking, he'd say, well, you owe me $50. Daughters. I mean, we know, me and you know what that is. Yeah. But It's a young lady. No. You owe me $50. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dollars, yeah. dollars, only $50. Oh, oh I thought you, not, not ladies, no, some Islamic not, fella, daughters. No, no, oh, okay, okay, never mind. That experiment didn't. No, work. I know, I, I'm just fucking with you. I, I, know, I, I if I said it to Casey, Casey would know what I was. I saying. know what you were saying. I was just fucking I, with you, but oh, so, but I think you know, if you had somebody not around this area, they would have no idea what he's talking about. They might say. I don't have 50 daughters. I got two. I got two daughters. Yeah. And you can't have either of them, mister. Yeah. They're for me. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone's going to have my daughters, it's going to be me. (laughs) (laughs) Did you, uh, did you see the, the, hear about that lady cop? Had the, she had a, a train ran on her by four other cops. No, they were all fucking each other, and then her like husband. On purpose. Like, said what? On purpose? Yeah, yeah. They were all. Yeah, she was fucking all four of these guys at the same time, and her and her husband's gonna stay with her. Here in Tennessee. Say what? 
here in Tennessee. I might have been in Tennessee. I didn't hear where it was from. Uh, yeah. I just saw it today. I saw it right before we started the the podcast and it was because she's in a gangbang she's in a gangbang they're all getting fired and her husband's gonna stay by her side well fuck yeah you know what she's capable of now she can't say no to anything you're like we're gonna do it in the butt tonight and she's gotta say okay but she she probably was already doing that (laughs) yeah she was already doing it yeah so she can't tell you no on anything that you want now Ah, I bet she still could. A guy like that, you're telling him no all the time, and he's listening. Oh, a cuck. Yeah, that's what it seems like. But what about this? You're you're married for 20 years. Are you going to throw that away because she had a gangbang? Yeah, absolutely. A... Okay. Yeah, not with, without question. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. 100%. How did this come out? I don't know. I don't know how it got leaked or, or what happened. If somebody, if they were doing it at the police station and somebody saw them or somebody got caught or whatever it was, but videoing it. Yeah, that could be too. Everybody loves to be on camera now. Got my ring light. So you'd yeah. you'd stick around. You'd go. Oh, that twenty years is. Yeah. yeah see. Dirty, Ooh. dirty old broad. I'm trying to be devil's advocate on this, yo, Joe. I understand yeah. that. You, you see that? Can yeah. You see? Yeah, yeah. Saying, hey, yeah. Whatever I want for the rest of my life. I don't think that's BJ. how that works. Right now, BJ. You just, right you got to, whenever we're done, look at a picture of the guy and you tell me if you think he's the type of guy that's going to go, you're going to give me what I want. He's not. He's definitely not that type of guy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, let's wind it down. What you got coming up, Monty? You got shows? You got any shows? Plug some stuff. The podcast has been growing, so plug some stuff. Let these people know where you're going to be at, what you've been up to, what you got going on. I don't know. Um, what do you got going on? All sorts of stuff. I got going to be in Raleigh at the end of the month, the 27th and the 28th with with, uh, Aaron Weber. We're going to be in Omaha next month. Got some shows in Nashville next month, going back to Flint next month. Uh, A couple more shows at the end of the month. I can't remember exactly where they are. St. Louis in March, Syracuse in March. Uh, I think I got somewhere... In maybe Indiana coming up in April too. I can't remember, but all all sorts of stuff coming up in the next few months. Working on some more shit as well. I got I got a few things with Cletus T. Judd, uh, but oh yeah, yeah, but uh, I don't know. We're he's still working on dates, or I don't have them in my calendar yet, so I don't know, but. You know, and then we just got back from Louisville last week, so I'm kind of happy to be home this weekend. How was know? Louisville? Louisville was great. It really was. Where were you at? Uh, at the caravan. Oh, yeah, yeah. I emailed them uh, yesterday. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, sent out some emails. Not really getting too much traction with the emails, but we'll see. I think I'm just going to start 
trying to find my yeah, own, own venues and doing my own shit. Going. And, uh, you know, that's what I did and got, uh, got that gig in South Carolina. God never saw me, you know, except for the videos that I sent and just immediately, you know, just took a liking to me and, uh, it's just gotta be the right time the right place at the right moment that they see you. Yeah. 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 I'm just kind of, I'm just tired of waiting, waiting around. And it's like, I've, you know, know, I've been building my own, I hit 64,000 followers on Facebook this past week. So I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. It's been, it's, it's whatever's going on over there has been, has been building and growing and people keep asking me when I'm going to be in places. So, and I keep like the St. Louis shit we're doing at the end of the month or in, yeah, we're doing the small room in helium. I think it's in March, but I was trying to see, cause we're only doing Friday and Saturday. I'm doing those with Aaron, but I was trying to see if I could set something up and go up there Thursday and just headline my own thing or stay Sunday. But I'm talking to people, other comics and shit. And it's like trying, they're trying, you know, trying to fucking have them get back to me or set up a show. It's like, I might just find a venue, a brewery or something like that and just try and set up my own shit because I'm tired of just Dan, waiting on people. Dan Hopeway, that's what he did, right? Yeah, it kind of, I mean, it would be nice oh, to have everything the- built in or whatever and have people doing it, but it's like, I, it I, I'm tired of waiting around. If it makes sense, why not have you in and do Thursday or Sunday? Yeah. Well, even if it's not helium, I wasn't even looking at helium. I was just trying Andy's, to. Andy's used to do that. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, people are, you know, fucking Mark Norman's doing 10 shows this week and all sold out. So I think they're kind of doing that too, to where it's like, we can just, if you just want to sell out the whole weekend, why not do that instead? Yeah. But I'm saying, like, whenever the feature come in with a headliner, the feature would do... Like the like, Wednesday night or something like that. Yeah. Or the Sunday. Yeah. Or both. I don't know. Maybe I should just ask Helium. Like, hey, can it's I... An, you know, it's an off night, and why wouldn't you, yeah. you know, do, like, a $5 ticket or whatever it is? Yeah. And it makes sense. Yeah. You're already there. I'm just trying to... I'm certainly ain't, ain't getting no managers or agents to hit me up. So it's like, I got to figure out a way to capitalize on this shit while I can. Yeah. That's what it seems like. And it's, I don't know if it's true or not, but I was told in the beginning that don't seek out the manager or the agent, let them come to you. Cause they won't appreciate you. If you come and ask them to represent you. Now, if they come to you, now that means they're into you and they're going to help you. Yeah. Otherwise you're not, they're not going to take care of you. Like, did you cut your hair? No, it's just up. It's just up in the hat. All I say is just like right here. Oh, it's a little, like, a little bit sticking out. No, no, yeah. no. It's oh, just is it that short. No, it's, 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 it's okay. this is probably as long as it's ever been. Okay. I, I sent some shit to uh, some some modeling agencies in Nashville too. Okay, gonna try and get some print work. Whatever, dude. Whatever it takes, right? You can do hands. You're like, I got great feet. You can use the money maker. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. You can use both at the same time. I need double pay for this. My hands and my face. Yeah. Just trying to spread it because that was whenever we were in. Uh, 
whenever we were in Jersey, it's uh, uh, Vinny Brand is the guy who owns the stress factory or whatever, but he was hosting all weekend, but he just was like, you should model. You should just be a model. And it's like, well, I just got these new headshots. So I'll send them to some people and we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Tired of hearing about it and not doing anything. So it's like, might as well. I got this, got this face and got this hair. Might as well try and yeah. make a few bucks off it. Model for a uh, black rifle coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Little Pantene, wouldn't that be nice for a poster? Little Pantene Pro V. Joe Kelly at Zany's. You may have seen him from the Pantene Pro V commercial, baby. V05. Oh, yeah. The cheap stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You take whatever. You take whatever, Joe. I sure, I certainly would. I certainly would in a heartbeat. They want to pay me to do it. It's whatever. Men just do a. You know, you can wash your hair, your face, your body, all with the same soap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Do some manscape stuff? Yeah, do all that. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Say, you want me to shave my balls right here on air? I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, get the camera down here. Get these hairy balls. Just got to start doing a few more (laughs) (laughs) push-ups. Oh, shit. All right. Hey. Thanks for being on the podcast, Monty. Absolutely. Love you. We'll That's do it fun. again real always soon. Fun. Fan favorite. People I'm, be always, I'm always fascinated how we never run out of stuff to talk about. Well, we talk about nothing. <laughs> True. It's pretty easy to do when you're talking about nothing most of the time. <laughs> and I don't even know all the facts about everything, so that's easy. Nah, we just, just make it up as we go. It don't matter. Throw it out there and don't even have to know nothing about it. Yeah, we're pro-Ukraine right now, but maybe next time around we won't be. Nope, maybe we're all <laughs> Putin. <laughs> we'll get it figured out. Thanks for doing it, Monty. All right, all right. see you, Joe.